Thank you so much for joining Really Specific Stories, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me, Martin. This is great. And I want to start off our episode with the question of how did you get into podcasts? What can you recall? So going way back. um, So yeah, I think like most people, I started as uh, a consumer of podcasts. I guess, yeah, no one ever gets into podcasts from recording podcasts. But yeah, as you know, might know that I already produce one uh, from time to time. But yeah, I think it was like sort of the early 2010s sort of era. You know, this is, uh, you know, the Twit sort of network, um, Leo Laporte, Tom Merritt. I think I religiously listened to Tom Merritt. Uh, I think he has a separate show called um, this, uh, what is it, uh, DTNS, Daily Tech News Show. Yeah. Was very much interested in technology as well. So sort of heading down towards that. Um, and I would say that was sort of the genesis for podcasts. Yeah. And what did that do for you, listening to people talking about technology, these two individuals you named? Yeah, um, I just, uh, they kind of break it down and I guess there weren't any mainstream reporting on the gadgets that we sort of were into at the time. So iPhones are quite new, I suppose, back in 2011 sort of timeframe, you know, I was sort of becoming a uh, Apple user more and more. I think uh, I think I had a various sort of iPods through the years, but um, yeah, iPhone was really it and uh, especially the sort of the app uh, ecosystem it was building out by then too. Kind of crazy to think uh only a few years later, 10 years later, like we can't, you know, ever live without these devices and, and the apps that are on the phones. So, yeah, kind of crazy, yeah. That word that you used, mainstream, I find mm. that interesting and that these weren't mainstream. How did you kind of discover these shows? You, you mentioned that you were an Apple user. In mm. what order did things happen? That's interesting. Okay, so I think, I guess... From being uh, from being a Apple user, I would have been on iTunes, and I think the sort of that Twit was really the the big thing that you saw uh, under the category of technology, anyway. Um, so that's probably how I discovered it, just by pure accident, I would say. Um, and at the time, uh, I had a bunch of friends, uh, mostly at work, actually. Um, sort of, I'm sort of in the technology field. We would sort of have lunch conversations about you know the latest and greatest things coming out from Samsung, Apple, and all those companies. So, yeah, I was uh, definitely interested in those things. And did much of your podcast listening filter into those conversations with people? Is that something that you discussed openly with them? Like, were they fellow fans? We would, yeah. Uh, We would definitely sort of start the conversation by, hey, did you hear the latest, you know, thing about the the new, uh, the flat nature of the iPhone 4s or something like that? And I think... uh, from just having those conversations, I think um, we kind of decided. So I've, I have a somewhat of a partner in crime, Kelvin, um, that we started the the podcast with. It's called the Naked Tech Podcast. We just decided to give give it a go. Um, hey, like, why don't we just record what we talk about? And that's really how it started. And we sort of had to Google, like, okay, what what equipment do we need? We had to sort of do all of that DIY. We had no idea. If you actually go back and listen to our first episodes, like you can clearly tell we had no idea. Yeah. So you were working with Kelvin at that time. Is that how you met him? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you you were listening to similar shows and that's what brought that interest together? Yeah, I guess we, because we talked about it, maybe I got Kelvin to check it out and vice versa. And yeah, I think a lot of our, the topics of our discussions over lunch, um, even, you know, in between meetings. At the time, we um, we didn't have the sort of the open plan kind of offices. We had our 
own set of uh, desks in, in our office. So we, I think we sat next to each other. So yeah, I think uh, we kind of like mucked around a lot um, and talking about technology. And that's quite a leap, as you mentioned briefly there, that you're moving from being a consumer of podcasts to being mm. a producer of podcasts, getting all of that equipment. Can you extrapolate or can you expand on that story a bit more about how you went from listening to those shows and came to that decision to create this thing together? How did it go? I think it happened quite quickly and um, quickly in terms of sort of once we decided we we're going to do it, we did it. It probably took a little bit longer to actually get started, to be honest. So I think at the time, you know, in our circle of friends, I think we had a pretty, pretty close-knit bunch of friends at work and, uh, you know, they would urge us on like, you, you guys are talking about this all the time. We come to you for advice on what, what phones to get that sort of thing. So um, it took, took us a little while, I would say a bit, maybe 18 months. But once we sort of decided, yeah, let's do it, I think it was fairly quickly. Um, I was living uh, in an apartment uh, sort of in the Surrey Hills area, which is close to the office. And, you know, we set up a little studio thing. And I think it was like every Wednesday night we would, you know, go back and record. So 18 months, that's mm. a good chunk of time to really plan and put together a show. Mm -hmm. What were some of the most interesting aspects or challenges of making that transition from being a listener and a guide at work mm. to running a regular show with a friend slash colleague slash co-host? What was that kind of process like? Yeah, so going back a bit, so that this is, uh, I just looked it up. Our first episode was uh, late 2014. Mm. So I don't think this was a, a big thing back then. Like I know like every man and his dog is, has got a podcast these days. Even even my little cousin has a podcast. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very successful. A lot more successful than ours will ever be. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, ooh, I, think, I think we just sort of bought the microphones. I think it was a Blue Yeti. Kelvin might actually be still using that one. I've got a new uh, Rode microphone here. Uh, yeah, that, that was the catalyst really. And then... We kind of had to work out the setup. Um, I think Kelvin was more of the technical setup guy. I was the more, you know, production, um, cutting all the the waveform, you know, editing sort of guy. So it sort of worked well. We we still tend to be that way as well. Yeah, but I think uh, we just we just kind of like tried it and and it worked. Uh, we were able to put our stuff onto iTunes and. I guess that was really it at the time. There was no Spotify back then. Mm -hmm. And how did it feel having that content that you'd produced together being publicly visible in a directory like Apple Podcasts or iTunes back then? Yeah, that definitely had that sort of cool factor, didn't it? It was like, because, um, yeah, like I said, no one really had knew anyone that had a podcast. So usually our mates would say, hey, did you know so-and-so have a podcast? And, you know, conversations would kick off that way. And I think it was like, People used to talk about what they listened to a lot as well back in those days, like 2015, 2016. Um, is that when, uh, what's that, uh, the crime crime podcast, the really popular one? Oh, Serial? Is that the one? Serial, that's it. I think that, that was sort of kicking off around then. So everyone was sort of, they, they knew what podcast was. Maybe they didn't know how to listen to podcasts at the time. But yeah, uh, definitely had that cool factor. Uh, a point or a word that sticks out to me that you're mentioning is that word conversation. So you're having mm. conversations at work, you're having conversations with Kelvin, you're having conversations with other people about the conversations you're having or the things you're listening to. There's a lot of talk. It's a lot of people mm. coming together. Those people who you uh, met at work mm -hmm. and, you know, who you were guiding and having those conversations with originally, 
did they form that early audience for you or how did that audience form that you've brought with you since? You could argue that the, the audience has kind of stayed that way as well. Uh, okay. For us, um, we didn't really think about growing the audience. I mean, obviously, we would have loved for that to happen. Mm. Um, we, we sort of saw this more of a hobby and mm. I felt like at the time, and I'll go into it a little bit later perhaps, but um, up until you know recently, like I really felt uh, it, was, it was good for my professional development just being able to speak to people public speaking was a thing that i dreaded in the past but now I can do that quite comfortably i think at at some point i think at, as i said we we stopped recording i think the last episode was october last year you know we've had some other things uh in our lives that that happened as well and pandemic obviously doesn't help but sort of lost that drive a little bit recently but um yeah we're, we're trying to get back into it no, that's great. And what you say about yeah. improving your public speaking, it must have certainly helped a lot because I'm some weird stranger who came out of the blue, you know, has to <laughs> you saying, listen to your show, come on this show. So it sounds like uh, you did the right stuff. Um, hobby, that's an interesting word. So when you say you consider it a hobby, what, what does that word mean to you? Because I know certain tech people listening, hobby has a funny word within the Apple mm. community, different products they've used that for, and it can have different connotations. So what does hobby mean to you? Yeah, interesting. Um, I would say, I guess with, you know, I said that word without really thinking about it too deeply, but for me, um, and it's pro probably different for Kelvin, so, mm. but for me, I would say, uh, you know, just just having fun with it and see what was what I was capable of um, from producing something because talking about technology requires a, a bit of research. Actually, mm. we we found that out very early. So, like you know, a podcast you just can't listen to anything if if you don't really know what the subject matter is. Um, so yeah, that we we would yeah I actually enjoyed you know putting the notes together. Um, and as I said, I because I'm in the technology field, I felt like I was learning about the the latest and greatest things coming out. I could go into meetings confidently and talk about, you know, hey, there's this new thing that uh, Apple is doing. Let's let's use that, that sort of thing. Yeah. When you say you work in technology, if, if I can ask, is that specifically IT or what what discipline or field are you in? Yeah, that's a question I get a, quite a, quite a bit, um, especially from my uh, family members. But um, it's more sort of digital uh, websites and uh, applications and things like that. I, I do work for a um, a large bank. I'll just say that uh, in Australia. So yeah, we're trying to be more of a technology company. We might not be seen as that way, but yeah. Okay. So influences and technological interests coming from all directions, feeding each other. I get the I get the idea. When it comes to balancing this hobby mm. with the technological work that you do in your paid employment, mm -hmm. how do you balance all of that with? I'm assuming still consuming things as well. Yeah, I guess um, audio in the last decade has sort of uh, been been the main um, source of information coming into my brain, I would say. Um, I think yeah. your, your last episode, Martin, um, I really uh, resonated with that because um, I used to be a, a massive uh, music listener. So, you know, I, I don't know if you heard of a thing called Last.fm, ring any bells? Oh, yeah, I've heard that site. Yep. It's, I would say it's like one of the original social media networks. Um, basically, whatever... Whatever you listen to, whether it's uh, on iTunes, I don't think anyone listens to anything on iTunes anymore, but um, Spotify, you could uh, they call it scrubbling. Every track that you listen to, uh, it tracks the, the artist, the albums, so you can sort of see over the course of, for me, like over 15 years, I have a history of what I've 
what I've listened to. Anyway, um, the point I'm trying to make is like, you know, before podcasts, it was hundreds, maybe thousands uh, in a week. Um, now it's, you know, barely anything. Um, so that's sort of, I've gone from uh, music listening, like almost my waking days and uh, especially uh, in the office. I guess I, c- I can't really uh, listen to podcasts in the office, but um, yeah, anytime I can, uh, if I'm driving, uh, I would be definitely listening to podcasts. If I'm running, I'm definitely on Audible. Uh, I'm a big runner as well. I think I resonated with that bit of your conversation last week. And uh, yeah, just sort of uh, lazing around and trying to get to get to sleep is definitely podcasts. Yeah. That's fascinating. So you've undergone quite a transition in how you consume media. Mm. Do you feel different or has there been a change in you as a result of that shift in media that you're consuming mostly? I don't know about feeling, but um, I, I now have this sort of thirst for knowledge and um, maybe I can sort of start talking about the, the type of things that I listen to now has sort of gone from sort of geeky technology stuff to more sort of science-based, you know, in the last uh, 18 months or so, I've gotten into Bitcoin as well. Um, so tr- trying to sort of figure out the the whole economic situation and inflation and whatnot, that's quite an interesting thing. But uh, yeah, I, I just want to learn more about the world. And um, I feel like the audio format is is one of the, the great things. Yeah. Is that because you can consume it while doing other things or are there other aspects to audio that you think make it more powerful? I watch a lot of YouTube as well. So yeah, that's to answer that question, I would say, I mean, with, without the podcast or even the audio format, maybe I wouldn't have been consuming these types of media or, or subject matter um, otherwise. So yeah, maybe I'd be sticking to YouTube only. So um, yeah, I, I guess... I feel like um, I always feel like time is limited with my consuming of all of these things. Um, so I don't I don't have a sort of strict listening um, rotation per se. But um, yeah, I think uh, definitely um, heard from last week's episode where like I'm always like have to okay uh, how how do, how do I be the most efficient uh, listener with all these things going around? Yeah, efficiency is an interesting word, isn't it? Because listening. I mean, with music particularly, you kind of associate it with leisure or, mm-hmm. you know, spending time in a personal way. Whereas, yeah, if you're talking about information, I understand what you're saying. There's this mm-hmm. feeling of needing to get through episodes and, and, and balance it with other things that you're doing. And when you are balancing it with producing things, can you walk me through maybe the process? You mentioned that you're the editing and production guy mainly, and uh, you have noticed that Kelvin is more of the maybe tech infrastructure guy. Can you give me a bit of a walkthrough of the process of, you know, like the research and the production and making these episodes that you've done over time? Yeah, so not early on, but um, some, somewhere along the way, maybe I want to say maybe from 2018 or so onwards, uh, we started introducing like audio clips. Mm. So um, I do enjoy the the conversation format, not saying the, the sound of my own voice, but like just in general on pod- podcasts, uh, I prefer the conversational style just you know just like what we're having right now mm-hmm. you know you can bounce off each other and um, a lot of random things happen which which I enjoy than the scripted format but yeah um, we sort of thought about well what, what's our thing because uh, I think at the time there was a lot of Australian technology podcasts like we, we just actually we, we, we kind of copied <laughs> a, a format from No Agenda I don't know if you heard of that one No Agenda I don't know if I've listened to it but the title is familiar but yeah so they were an inspiration yeah, so this is what they do. Um, it's done by a guy called Adam Curry, 
who is supposedly the uh, not the inventor, but like he goes by. Oh, the, of course. The, okay, that's where the, it was familiar. I understand. The Podfather, I think. Uh, yes, that's what it is. Yeah, and that that's what they do. And you know, they they don't really cover technology so much, but more around the I don't know the geopolitics, and they can get a little bit. Uh, extreme in their views sometimes but um yeah we, we sort of copied that format and uh yeah like I, I actually enjoy that part of it so what i would do is um just going through my technology sort of podcast and youtube clips and any sort of uh like a zinger or some some quote that I, that i like i would try to clip that um save that for the podcast and uh although i would be a little bit rusty getting back into it but we do have like a there's an app which i can't remember the name of actually like a soundboard type thing and i would um, use that play like a short sort of 20 second 25 second clip um, and then we would have a conversation on top of that and that's a lot of extra work isn't it not only collecting that but then inserting Mm -hmm. it into a conversation and you also mentioned so you mentioned youtube and Mm -hmm. looking at your site there is that blend of obviously the website itself with the text and the archive, then you've got the audio show itself. Am I correct in saying you also have Twitch and YouTube? That's right, yeah. So again, Kelvin's department. So he would uh, record the video. Um, He would also uh, live stream that on Twitch. I think our maximum audience was two people (laughs) for Twitch. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's Twitch is a hard platform to sort of uh, grow an audience in any case without too much effort because we just turn up and just play record. But uh. Yeah, we, we try to sort of have all of that out there, whether that helps or not uh, with growing the audience. But I think, uh, I guess, again, we wanted to just try it out and see what we can do with uh, a lot of these technologies. And it's interesting to me uh, talking to you now, because when people hear the word podcast, they generally think audio. Of course, video podcasts and vodcasts, if you want to call them that, have been around for ages. Mm-hmm. But podcast generally means audio for most people. If you're doing Twitch, that's a live element. Or if you're putting it on YouTube, that's another on-demand video element. How did doing video live or on-demand change the way that you speak or made you think about producing the episodes? Or maybe it didn't. How did that factor in? Yeah, so halfway through, we introduced video. And um, I think at first I was against it. Okay. Just trying to think of why. Perhaps part of the reason was... To me, like let's let's stay pure and let's stay audio only. But um, I, th- I think it's been good because if if I compare and it's I'm, I'm a bit of a hard judge, I suppose, because I'm <laughs> the subject uh, person. But uh, yeah, it's definitely different. Like watching our conversations uh, on in video format versus just listening to us. Yeah, I think it's it's good that like we sort of provide both those things for whoever prefers that. So is it a matter of choice for you? Is that how you think about offering this? Somewhat, somewhat. I mean, um, I think most of it is just like kind of like what, why not sort of thing. Um, we we have the means, so there's there's plenty of bandwidth. There's a lot of uh, free um, storage out there. I mean, YouTube is this. You could argue one one of the great uh, inventions um, out there on the internet. Yeah. So I, th- I think most of it is that. But yeah, like uh, you know, just just from our friends and colleagues uh like we, when, when we share things like say even on linkedin uh it's always the video format which kind of resonates more with uh people so it's an understanding of what audiences want in each sphere that, that's what you're trying to tailor i think so i think so just just more the better is i guess the approach yeah okay that, that that's really fascinating you mentioned a few words again that i thought were really interesting you said um 
being pure in terms of podcast audio. And earlier on in the conversation, I recall you also mentioned that there was no Spotify at one point, that people were just going through iTunes. So when you use words like pure or thinking about what a podcast is, Mm. what do you think in your experience of producing and consuming this stuff that a podcast is today? What does it mean to be involved in the medium? I think the most important thing is that uh, conversation. I think I've probably used that yeah. word way too much uh, tonight, but um, no, it's, a, it's an appropriate word. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. So that to me, that's the most important. And whether that's audio only or video is, yeah, to me, uh, besides the point, perhaps. Um, and I think you know you can't you can't watch a video while you're running. So you know, like it's it's good to have the audio only option. Um, and yeah, conversations like what, what do you miss out on um, audio? Like you sort of miss certain visual cues, the the facial expressions perhaps, but like, uh, you know, audio only, like you really, um, the advantage of audio only is, and this is what the No Agenda guys talk about because they never went video, uh, somewhat controversially, um, is is that, uh, yeah, you, maybe you hear more emotion in the voice perhaps, uh, things that you, if you've relied on facial expressions, maybe you, you miss out on other things. So it's, it, I suppose it's a trade-off, but maybe having those options uh, is, is the best thing. So do your options in consuming content match the level of choice and more is better that you've done in your own production? Have uh, you enjoyed that choice or do you keep it narrow? I guess the way uh, Kelvin and I have decided to, maybe not even without having a many, it just sort of came came uh, about this way, is that I've sort of taken care of the audio production and he's done the video production because there's, there's a lot involved with uploading that to YouTube, you know, getting the thumbnails, the artwork, uh, even on Twitch, I think there's a few things which I don't quite understand because it's, I just haven't done it. So it's sort of, I guess we've, uh, I don't know, uh, separated our tasks somewhat and that, that makes it easier. I don't know, maybe, maybe at some point we should just uh, do, a, do a swapsies and uh, see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just kind of worked out that way and uh, we'll probably continue to do that, to be honest, yeah. Cool. And you mentioned that you have been on a bit of a hiatus. Um, where do you think... If you do return to producing content, where do you think you want to go or what would you like to see happen in your podcasting future? Very good question. Um, yeah, I would kind of hate to see it just sort of us doing the same same thing. So I, I do acknowledge that perhaps a change is needed. Um, I think maybe just sort of more in-depth sort of stuff rather than the sort of the tech news that we tend to cover. Lately, we've sort of tried to focus on a particular event. So every year there's like a WWDC from Apple, uh, what else? CES, which is the uh, consumer electronics show in Vegas. Even like uh, like at times we we were sort of uh, keen on being the sort of the, the geeks. So it wasn't just technology, but we also talked about like comic book movies and you know, Marvel and DC and that sort of stuff. So we would actually cover um, Comic-Con. Mm. I think we did talk uh, once or twice about actually going, but uh, I think I think there's one happening right now. But yeah, um, going from those maybe event-based stuff uh, to more in-depth, I don't know, what is the next thing? Um, maybe uh, in-depth uh, view on where AI is headed, impacts to uh, society. And, you know, like I, I know like almost on a daily basis, I hear about, at work, how AI is going to sort of take our jobs, that sort of thing. So I, I think that's probably where I personally w- would want to head into. Obviously, that requires a bit more work. So we'll see whether that happens or not. 
Yeah, it's that research element. And I know what you mean. There are different trade-offs because to do things that are event-based, it kind of guides the content or it's time-bound. But then, you know, to, to not do that, you have the freedom to kind of talk about lots of different things. And that's a good point that you bring up about AI and its role in uh, technology generally or media production or culture. What kind of role do you think is or should be played or maybe not played in a medium like podcasting? Because you've talked a bit about conversation and it's really that human thing. Where does AI fit in for you? With the lens of uh, podcasts or? Yeah, or, or media production because you're, oh, okay. you're making this stuff, but um, AI's yeah. role is increasing. So is that something that you think about? Well, I, I mean, eventually, like, uh, you know, some podcasts are highly scripted and uh, you've got to wonder whether, you know, one day AI would be scripting those. But um. Yeah, production-wise, yeah, I'm I'm sure some some companies are working on it. Like any any sort of sort of shortcuts to to that process. Um, I've seen some amazing things in the, the last few weeks with uh, Dali two, um, GPT three. I don't know if you heard of those uh, things coming out. No, you have to explain. Oh, so Dali two, um, it's sort of a bit of a wordplay with uh, Salvador Dali, I suppose. But um, okay, you type in a input, a text input. And the AI would generate that image from scratch based on, you know, machine learning and all the all the data that it's scraped uh, over the internet. Um, so, you know, I think um, what what did I tweet the other day? Um, a long time ago, some someone made this joke about algorithm. What are algorithms except Al Gore dancing or something like that? <laughs> dancing badly. <laughs> uh, so I actually put that in in the the input, and uh, I got something back. Um, really, I can sort of go to my old tweet, and, and it was Al Gore dancing. It was. Yeah, I think I, I think I said something like Al Gore on the dance floor or something like that. Wow. Okay, I'll have to have a look. D- debatable whether he was actually dancing, um, but this was actually the the mini version of that. The the actual because like not everyone has access to the uh, the actual version, but yeah, um, that kind of like proves the 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 technology and kind of where that's headed headed. Visually, that kind of makes more sense, but like, I don't know, like once I th- I'm sure there's lots of stuff happening with audio as well. So may- maybe podcasting or podcasters could be replaced one day too. And how do you feel about that prospect? <sighs> just just knowing a little bit about the technology, I, I don't think it'll happen for a long time because, yeah, like it's it's the the really fine details. Like you, you could probably tell if it's a robot talking is what I'm going to suggest. But mm. who knows, like it's, we're talking about exponential sort of technology here. So doubling every year, like maybe maybe we'll get there. What do they say? With exponential technology, once you're at 1%, you're halfway there. So a long way off, but frighteningly accelerating rate. I understand what you yeah. mean. Okay. I mean, like, I'd like to know your thoughts on like whether podcasts would exist in 10 years time. It's, it's something I have thought about. I'm not sure. Well, it, it's a good question, isn't it? Um, how, how much it's bound to the technology itself, uh, whether it takes on other forms. Th- this is what's really interesting and why I was fascinated to ask you about why and how you do it in terms of YouTube and Twitch as well, because it's conversation mm. presented in different formats, which might still be conveying the same points, but can be absorbed differently by the viewer or listener. That's mm. um, That's a really interesting point to me. And then as you've just talked about AI, there's the added element of whether a person is behind that microphone or not. So, Mm. yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. I I don't think I could predict, although I'm interested to know generally what other people think, hence why this podcast exists. Here you go. There you go. There you go. I think um, one of the other uh, formats we tried was actually in VR. Oh, really? How did that go? 
Uh, it didn't last very long because um, those things are not very comfortable for more than, say, 20 minutes, at least for me. Um, sure. Uh, being in those headsets. So I, I think a uh, oh, long time ago now, but probably around 2018, I sort of, if, uh, well, a bunch of us uh, invested in the, at the time, it was called the Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. You had to sort of hook it up back of your neck, uh, you know, Neo style um, t- to the computer. And, you know, it was fairly believable. And uh, once the penny drops when, you know, you can sort of feel presence like in, in the same space uh, with someone. Um, so one, one thing that w- I did discuss with Kelvin was like, yeah, maybe in the future podcasts will be in VR and the audience can actually sit in the same room. That's like another level of uh, connection that you could have with the uh, the producer perhaps. That's fascinating. And then thinking about whether it's on demand or live as well would probably alter that feeling. Yeah, and uh, if you've seen that uh, movie, Her, like you, maybe you can have different mm-hmm. conversations with the actual audience at the same time. I'm not sure. Some sort of Q&A at the same time with multiple people through an AI, not, not one person, yeah. Yeah, the ramifications of that are pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I, I can't say that I've tried VR for, for podcasting, so that's, um, I think, a feather in your cap for trying that. I had never even considered that. There you go. Now, is there something in your general story or experience of being a producer or a consumer of podcasts that I haven't asked you about or that you'd like to explore? Yeah, uh, nothing else sort of comes to mind in terms of uh, from production work. Yeah, I think uh, just just to maybe sum that part of it up, um, yeah, like uh, I've sort of seen it as a hobby. Um, it, it has helped me whether it was intended or not, I'm not sure, like in my professional life. Kelvin seems to think he's he's gotten jobs out of it. I'm still in the same company, so I, I can't say that for sure. But that, yeah, I, I yeah. So theoretically, I think I think it'll be the same for me. And um, it's I guess it's some, something. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not so much these. They're just from the sheer volume of uh, people that you meet that have podcasts. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I'm probably comfortable with, with my current situation. So. Um, you know, not that I should really be talking about that right now. But uh, yeah, like I. Um, yeah, I'd definitely use it as a, a point to um, if, if I was looking for a new job. Well, that's fantastic. Um, you've given some very interesting things to think about technically that I had never really considered about podcasting, VR being that really big point at the end there. But then also that kind of divide that you pointed out about being the production side versus the infrastructure side and how you can share those skills mm. in that hobby or creative realm. So um I'm I'm thrilled with what with what you've shared with us, and I'm very grateful. Um, are you happy to finish there? Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks again for joining Really Specific Stories, Jeff. It's been uh, a pleasure to get to meet you, and thanks for sharing your story with listeners. My pleasure, Martin. 